Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith, Director of Digital Ministry at Watermark Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm here with my friend Todd Wagner. Hello, Rick. How are you doing? Happy summer. Are you having a good summer? It's the middle of summer. A great summer. All right. You look tan. Thank you. I like that. I guess. Well, here's the question. We're talking about the sovereignty of God today, and the question goes like this. Can God change his mind? Well, here we go. Uh, Numbers 23, 19. For God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has God not said, and will he not do it? Has God not spoken, and will he not make it good? That would seem to indicate that God does not change his mind. However, there are a few places in Scripture where we run across some things that it says the Lord changed his mind, or the Lord relented. Okay, Some translations will have actually in their change his mind. Let me read them to you comes in Exodus chapter 32. It's after a little incident where Moses was up on the mountain for 40 days, and he's uh, coming down with the Ten Commandments, and lo and behold, Aaron and his buddies had uh, built a golden calf, and there was great trial and trouble uh, within Israel, and God was going to wipe them out. And Abraham appeals to them and says, if you do this, the Egyptians are going to say, you're no God at all. You can deliver them. And uh, remember your covenant promise to Abraham and Isaac and uh, all of Israel. It says, it says in verse 14, after Moses said this, so the Lord changed his mind about the harm which he said he would do to his people. Uh, like I said, NAS says change his mind. Other translations, the Lord relented. Some would even say the Lord was comforted. And uh, all those words are an appropriate translation of that Hebrew phrase, Nahum, which, which basically means that, that God was comforted. He didn't have to execute justice because there was somebody who pleaded, immediated, confessed, acknowledged the wrong, appealed to the covenant faithfulness of God. And, and God was then still going to accomplish his purposes, okay? But what he didn't do was do it through severe punishment to people so that he could redeem a folks. He had a man already who was going to lead those folks back. There was some consequence, but it wasn't the complete annihilation of these individual people. We see God do that with Israel. We see in the book of Jonah that God changes the time that he brings ultimate judgment to the Ninevites. There were wicked Assyrians. Jonah didn't want to go and preach because he thought they might repent. Jonah wanted to see judgment come to them. Ezekiel tells us God takes no delight in the death of the wicked. And so God was comforted. He didn't have to judge Israel because there was going to be a prophet in Israel who was going to lead them to repentance. There was a prophet from Israel who would go to Assyria to lead them to repentance. Okay, God does not delight in the death of the wicked. The reason that God hasn't brought judgment to all of us, it says, is because he's patient towards you, desiring that none should perish, but that all should come to eternal life. That's 2 Peter 3.9. God is uh, from heaven where there is no shifting light or no variance. He doesn't change. The scriptures are very clear about that. It tells us in the scripture the reason that Israel wasn't vanquished forever is because God doesn't change. He made a covenant oath. The providence of God is unrelenting, okay? The permissive will of God, how he gets to his providential outcome, that, that course of things, that's what can change. Not the providence of God, but the permissive will of God, how we're going to get there. He's going to do what he's going to do, all right? The question is, how are we going to get it done? And God doesn't want that to have to happen through severe discipline to sometimes even generations of people. If that's what's necessary, he'll do it. And he tells us what will bring about mercy and grace. And so what you see is God's providence not changing, but you see him comforted that the way that he's going to get there, there's been some amend to. We, we answered another question in a very early edition of Real Truth Real Quick, which was why pray if God knows what he's going to already do anyway? And the answer is because God commands us to. And we do see that prayer affects things. It doesn't affect the character or the nature of God. It doesn't affect his sovereignty. 
It doesn't affect its providential will, but it will affect you. It will affect how he deals with you. And so if you want God who, is, who loves you, who longs to comfort you and ease your burden, you speak to him and you repent and you seek forgiveness and you appeal to his nature and his character. And that will change the way he is able to relate to you in his kindness. Because God will not be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. If you sow humility and repentance, God says he'll exalt you and give you mercy. But if you conceal your transgression, you will not prosper. So there is no shifting shadow or variance with God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But uh, he will change the way he's able to deal with you based on the way you deal with your sin and your circumstance. Good stuff. You know, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is in is the cycle of the judges, where the judges, a judge would rise up, he'd, he'd sin, God would get angry, and ju kind justice, they would do it again, they'd do it again, and God eventually said he would, he would watch this cycle happen no more. He was so angry, righteous anger, and then it says, but Israel pleaded with God again, and God relented. Yeah, so I, I, I tell people all the time, listen, uh, there's often a second chance, but there's always a last chance. And I would not continue to play that game with God yeah. because there is going to be a day when he cannot be found. I mean, Psalm 32, you got to go read that. It talks about you will not find him in a flood of great waters. There was a day when that door to the ark was shut and there was nobody else that could come get on board. And so what I'm telling you is today is the day of salvation. That's Psalm 32. Today's the day to repent. God promises forgiveness to your repentance. He does not promise tomorrow to your procrastination. So God desires that you repent and that he can deal with you in kindness. In fact, his kindness should lead you to repentance. But when God's kind towards you, he's not changing. You are. So come to the God of grace and mercy. Good stuff. If you want to learn more about this, I would encourage you to just open up the Bible and uh, you know, read more about Jesus. You know, Open up the book of John and just start there and read more about this character of the one that we're telling you about here on these yeah, episodes. Go back and look at that real truth real quick on if God is will is sovereign, and providential, why should I pray? That will complement this one very nicely. Good stuff. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week on Real Truth Real Quick.